Chapter 16 Two mugs and a fresh pot of coffee sat on the island in the kitchen. Beside them, a stack of lemon cookies. Saoirse looked at them quizzically. Who was her grandmother having over? She pulled off her damp jacket and hung it along with Sean's at the back door. They both sat at the island in silence for a minute or two. It was her grandmother who broke the silence. She popped her head around the kitchen door and smiled at them both. The tired, worry expression still very visible, but her voice was light and cheerful. I have some errands to run this morning. Should be gone till lunch. I've rung the school to say you're not feeling well, so that's that covered. But Gran, sorry chicken, I have some appointments and I'm running late. The coffee is for you and I know Sean likes the lemon biscuits. She winked playfully at him and was gone. Saoirse turned to Sean and looked at him puzzled. Did you tell her you were coming? He shrugged his shoulders. No, but she seems to have known. Maybe she's psychic. There was a touch of sarcasm in his voice, reflecting perhaps the strange news they had brought him in the past few days, but it was light-hearted rather than cynical. Or maybe she just knows us too well. She must have heard Saoirse's conversation with her mother and decided Sean would want information too much to not come looking for her. She'd probably guessed he'd want to come here to see the other pictures. It didn't take a genius to work that out. Coffee? He nodded. Saoirse poured two large mugs and settled herself back on the stool. She had to be open and forthcoming today. Sean deserved that, but she wanted to know he was all right first. She took a deep breath and looked directly at him. He was visibly tired and his eyes had the telltale signs of days of crying. She had to tread carefully, remembering this was not about her. It was very much about him and she had to be delicate. She had no way of understanding the pain he was going through and so could not presume anything or even offer any kind of advice or comfort. She chose the straightforward method. How are you? It hung in the air for a while. She didn't feel it was her place to speak first after she had just asked the question. He sipped his coffee and looked at the rain that was now falling heavily outside. She tried to remain relaxed, but it was just so uncomfortable. Should she talk, lighten the mood, offer more coffee? It was torture. She took her own mug in her hands and busied herself sipping it silently. Sean took a biscuit from the plate, but did not eat it. Instead, he turned to look at her. If I'm honest, his voice was quiet and tense. If I'm honest, Saoirse, I don't know how I feel. It all feels a little unreal. The last week has been a nightmare. I'm just waiting to wake up. Saoirse smiled involuntarily at his mention of nightmares. She didn't mean to, but she thought his analogy was very fitting. She had been having his very nightmare for the past few months, and now that he was finally living it, she was free from it. It was strange how her release had been found. The smile wiped quickly from her face. She was free, 
But how could she be happy when he was in so much pain? You smiled. Why? There was nothing accusing or harsh about the question. In fact, it was curious more than anything else. She hung her head. Life was just so complicated. Sean was a grieving boyfriend at 17. Saoirse was coming to terms with the fact that she was a banshee. They were a whole new level of messed up. Sean looked intensely at Saoirse and searched her face for answers. He stared for an eternity and Saoirse grew warm and uncomfortable under his gaze. Did you really dream about Kate's death? Did you really see what happened? His voice was pleading, childish and needy. His eyes were heavy with tears and Saoirse's heart melted. She could do nothing but tell him the truth. Yes, for weeks. It got more graphic and detailed towards the end and I didn't sleep much, but now they're gone. He wiped a single tear from his left cheek and continued. I need you to tell me what you saw. I need to hear what happened. Saoirse wasn't sure if she should tell him about her final dreams, about the arguments, the other boy, Kate's behaviour. She couldn't hurt him even more. Doubt and worry swept across her face and he saw it. I know it's not pleasant, Saoirse. I was there up until after the club, but I want to know what happened when she got into his car. His voice was more aggressive now. His words were pushy and it was only then that Saoirse realised he wanted to know if Kate had cheated on him before she died. She relaxed. He was tortured by ideas that he was mourning a girlfriend who had cheated on him. Saoirse sighed inwardly. At least she could erase that pain. She left the club after your fight and was sick in the laneway. She had obviously had too much to drink and wasn't herself. She wanted to go home but was too proud to come back in and find you. She felt she'd made such a show of herself and you. A friend, she knew him anyway, at least I think, because he drove around the corner. She happily took the lift that he offered and got in the car. He had wanted to go on somewhere, but she just wanted to go home. He tried to impress her with his driving, but Kate turned up the music to block him out and his driving. It was very sudden. I don't know exactly what the car hit or what happened, but she died instantly, Sean. She wasn't in pain. Saoirse was embarrassed by the tears that fell from her own eyes. It wasn't her place. He stood from his stool and walked around the island and sat next to her. He took her hand in his and squeezed it softly. She liked it. She gently took her thumb and stroked his hand. She felt the need to continue, but what else did she have to say? That was all she had dreamt. She, she loved you, Sean. She didn't cheat on you. It hung there too, like her first question, and she was sorry she had said it. It was not her place to say it or even think it. He squeezed her hand again lightly and looked into her face, his intensity gone. 
I needed to hear that. Thank you. I had visions of her with that guy, dying in someone else's arms, having betrayed me, betrayed us, and it was killing me. I loved her. He wept openly, and Saoirse took his shoulders in her arms and drew him into her, stroking his hair. It felt comfortable and the right thing to do. There was no guilt in enjoying it, she told herself. She was helping a friend. He gave himself willingly and Neil leaned helplessly on her torso and sobbed. Time passed. How much time Saoirse could not tell, but Sean's sobs eased until he was no longer crying, but was still enveloped in Saoirse's arms. She sensed he had stilled and slowly she released him and he sat up and looked at her, red-eyed and weary. Saoirse, can I see the others? She knew that's why he had wanted to come to her house today. She knew he would persist and that for her own acceptance of herself, she needed to confirm, confirm that only he could give her. The pictures played an important part of that, but she was reluctant. Those pictures were so much part of her and her fear, her pain, her anguish. Was she ready to show them to him? She didn't really have a choice. Why so cagey? Honestly, it's because there are so many and they were painted out of fear and anguish. They were releases from nightmares I've had all my life, but they may relate to nightmares you have lived through, Sean, if Kate is anything to go by. Are you ready? He looked a little taken aback and a realization spread across his face. You'll have a picture of my mother. Probably. If what I am is real, I'll have a picture of anyone you've ever lost. That scares me, Sean. There are more than 10 pictures. Saoirse realised for the first time that this popular, happy-go-lucky rugby player that everyone in school loved and adored had been through so much pain in his young life. None of his admiring fans had a clue. She took his hand, the one he had held hers with, and led him upstairs to the study on the third floor. The paintings were still hidden in the wardrobe and she sat him at the desk and turned him to face the door and the wardrobe. She stopped before she opened it and looked at his face, trying to read his emotions. Start with your first drawing, please, Saoirse. I'll no doubt have been younger and will probably be less emotional about those ones. We'll build up to the inevitable. There was a distance, nervousness in his voice. He was as worried as she was. She turned and faced the wardrobe. She was about to uncover a whole lot of emotions for both of them and she took a deep breath to settle herself. She opened the large mahogany door and flicked through the canvases. She drew out the first painting she had ever done. A boy of about five or six with bright green eyes. The painting was basic but the boy's character was obvious in the childlike portrait. Saoirse's painting skills had always been good. The boy had his favourite teddy tucked under his chin. The bear had intrigued Saoirse as she had never seen one with a yellow dicky bow before. 
Sean gasped and Saoirse quickly dropped the painting on the desk. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all, but Sean took the painting in his hands and marvelled at it. Joe O'Donovan, my best friend when I started school. That's Rufus, he's bare. He died in a house fire when he was six. Sean was moved, but not upset. But you know that, don't you? When did you paint this? Just before it happened, Saoirse dropped her head. It had been one of the nightmares that even after it had stopped, it had secretly haunted her. She feared being burnt alive more than any other death, and she had seen so many others die. Sean grabbed her hand again and squeezed it, looking at her with pity. This is not a dream I would have liked to have had, and at such a young age. Awful. How did you cope? I painted them as they were before. It helped. She pulled the next few paintings out, and with each one, Sean explained his relationship to them and how each one had died. Each one matched perfectly with Saoirse's dreams, and they both realised that this was happening. This was real. Saoirse was a banshee, and she was Sean's banshee. Neither said a word, but they both knew it. There were just two paintings left in the wardrobe, Kate's and the picture of a beautiful brunette. Saoirse knew it was Sean's mum, but still, she placed it on the desk like she had the others and allowed him to tell the story. He had not paused to ponder the actual painting on any of the others, but he traced the lines of his mother's face slowly, his eyes filling with tears. He stroked her hair lovingly before he spoke. Mom always said she would be young forever. I guess she was right. A tear dropped onto the painting and he quickly wiped it away. She was diagnosed on my 10th birthday, but didn't tell any of us until a month later. She fought hard, you know, Saoirse. Four long years and it took her in the end. It was peaceful, at home with my dad, my sisters and me. God, I still miss her so much. More tears fell onto the painting and he became annoyed with himself, brushing them quickly off the painting and his cheeks. Saoirse touched his shoulder softly and he turned and smiled at her. She was surprised. Can you tell me about her dreams, please? Saoirse returned his smile as she remembered these dreams with more ease and less dread. They were different, calmer, less nightmarish, a sad movie. She was calm and peaceful, but she was also ready. She knew it was her time, and in the end, it was a release. Can I have this one? Dad would love it. Saoirse had never thought about giving away one of her paintings, and she immediately became a little possessive, but she softened when she looked at him. Sean had returned to touching his mother's face and hair, smiling openly at the likeness. How could she not give it to him? A door banged downstairs and the pair of them jumped. They had been wrapped in a cocoon for hours. Neither of them had an idea what time it was and Saoirse saw the surprise in Sean's face when he checked his watch. 
Saoirse checked her own and it was nearly half past one. No doubt it was her grandmother downstairs. Right on cue, there was a call up the stairs that she was putting on soup and the pair of them were to be down in ten minutes. Sean looked at Saoirse and smiled. It's been a funny morning, Saoirse. I thought reliving the pain that these pictures brought would be awful, but it's actually been quite therapeutic. I feel a bit better. Thank you. Then suddenly he hugged her tightly and she found herself willingly hugging him back. She took in his strength, his smell, his warmth. She hoped that one day he would be hugging her, not because she had predicted his girlfriend's death or painted everyone he had lost, not because this all meant that she was a banshee, his banshee, but because he wanted to, because he liked to. But for now, she was happy to just be in his arms. <laughs>